Welcome to Our Lady of Victory live streaming. Today is Friday, the 18th of December, and today we're going to hear from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and this is what we hear in the Gospel story today. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, in his book, Diary of a Pastor's Soul, M. Craig Barnes reflects on the role of Joseph in Matthew's Gospel. Even in Matthew's narrative, Joseph works to stay in the background, you might say. He wants to marry his Mary, pays his taxes, and settle into a quiet life as the village carpenter. He's not the star of the story. He doesn't want to be. He follows the instructions of the angel in the dream, becoming part of a scandal that was never his idea. See, in most school and church Christmas pageants, Barnes notes, and I quote, the director of the pageant never has trouble finding a girl who wants to be Mary. In fact, it's actually rather competitive. And the cool guys vie for one of the wise men roles. But I'm wondering if the key to the whole story isn't Joseph. What if none of us are supposed to be the star of the drama? And unlike the shepherds, we can't just go back to the sheep and after beholding the child on this holy night. What if the Christmas angels are telling, trying to tell us that the life we are expecting is not what we're going to live, but is actually for our salvation. And if we read ahead a bit in the drama, we'll discover that, like Joseph, we should settle into being confused and out of the loop when God is the one making decisions. Maybe the key to understanding Christmas, Barnes Wright, is that we too are as awkward as Joseph in our own lives. See, most of us, I think, are worn out by our own life plans for ourselves. We're ready to hear about a more interesting story than we can write for ourselves or 
realizing that most of us are still trying to figure out, in some ways, our life story. Today's Gospel is not Luke's beloved story of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem's stable, but rather it's Matthew's unsettled tale of a good man confronted with a mess not of his own making. But Joseph possesses the inherent goodness and the generosity of heart simply to continue to love Mary. And in his love for her, in his goodness of heart, it's the very Spirit of God working to bring about humanity's salvation. See, to really get Christmas, I think, we have to approach Jesus' birth with the same awkwardness of Joseph. We have to put aside the idea that we're the, the stars of our own Christmas pageants, that somehow Christmas somehow has to fit our own lives, our own expectations. For many of us, are our lives truly that which we expected them to be, or do they look exactly as somehow we thought they would look? If someone had told me 32 years ago that I would end up being a pastor of a parish in Northville, Michigan, I would have said, I don't know anyone in Michigan, and where's Northville, Michigan? Never would I have truly ever even dreamt that one day I would have received that phone call while being at the University of Virginia asking me to accept an assignment in Detroit. And from St. Dominic's in Detroit, if anyone had ever told me that I would one day stay in the Archdiocese of Detroit to be a pastor in the Archdiocese, I probably would have just laughed and said to myself, that's not in my plan. That's not in my story. And all these years later, after arriving here in October of 1993, here I am still in Michigan. Here I am truly in Northville at Our Lady of Victory, celebrating Christmas for the 14th year with all of you. See, as Joseph discovers, Christmas forms us. Christmas should shape our lives. Christmas should recreate us in the love of God that dawns in the birth of Jesus. May we find hope and joy in such awkwardness this Christmas. For I am sure many of us will feel very awkward this Christmas being with family, being with friends with a mask, or not being with family, not being with our loved ones because of the virus. It will be an awkward Christmas. But with faith, think of Joseph. Do whatever you're called to do with dignity, with love, with righteousness and God will prevail in you and in me. Pray with me today. God of everything that is good, may your Spirit transform our attitudes and our perspectives that this Christmas all things might be made new.
in every place, in every season, may we behold your presence transforming us, our very lives and the lives of all whom we love, in your mercy, in your peace. Help us, dear Jesus, to recognize that we don't always have to be the star of our own Christmas pageants. Amen. May the Lord bless you today and every day, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray for me, and I pray for you. Mm -hmm.